We begin the Gemara after the Mishnah on Dachmem Tes Omed Beis. We learned here in the Mishnah a person that was traveling on the way, Erev Shabbos, and he realizes that he's far away from his house, and he wants to establish a Shvisa by a tree that's 2,000 tamas away from where he is. But he doesn't establish the Shvisa and designate specifically where in the tree is establishing the Shvisa. He just says, Tachta, under the tree. So because he didn't specify the place in the tree, so therefore the Mishnah said, Le'omaklom. The Shvisa doesn't take effect. So the Gemara now will explain the meaning of Le'omaklom. What does this mean? And the Gemara brings a machlekes here between Rav and Shmuel. My Le'omaklom. What does the Mishnah mean when it says Le'omaklom? Omar Rav. Rav says, Le'omaklom kol ikeh. Le'omaklom means what he did is pointless. Not only pointless, he actually ruined it for himself. Now he can't even go from where he is to that place in the tree, under the tree. And the reason is, now that he's designating that place to be his Tchom, so he removed his mind of his Shvisi being where he is. So this is not his Tchom, is not going to be here. And the place where he tried to designate his Tchom to be his Shvisi there, he didn't specify it enough, so his Shvisi is not going to be there either. So he can't, either way, he doesn't have any shvisa. So wherever he is, he's going to have to remain within his Daladamas. Shmuel Omar, Shmuel says, Loyomaklom, what Loyomaklom means at Lebesa. He, he won't be able to establish a schum there under the tree to go to his house. Avel tachtov shal ilon matzi ozel. But to go to under the tree, he will be allowed to go. And now, benasa tachtov shal ilon chamar gamol. Under the tree, so it'll be like a chamar gamel. We had this expression before, chamar gamel, where a person is pulled in two directions. He has a gamel in front and a chamar in the back. So he's pulled in two directions. Over here as well, the person is being pulled in two directions. So what we're talking about over here is, as you, if you take a look in the picture, in the picture reish, samach, ches. So we're talking about a tree. The entire tree is within the 2,000 amas of where he's standing right now. It's all within his tchum. However, the house that he wants to go to, only half of the tree is in the trum, Only until the stump of the tree, not the other half of the tree, the branches that extend away from the house. So he's not going to be able to use this trum to go to his house. So if he's going to try to measure from where he is over here under the tree to his house, and he wants to measure, let's say, from the north side of the tree to go to his house, we're going to say to him, how can you measure from the north side of the tree? You didn't specify. Maybe we have to measure from the south side of the tree. And if you measure from the south side of the tree, that's already too far from your house. You're out of the trum. And if he's going to want to measure in the other direction as well, if you're going to want to measure from the south, we're going to say, maybe you have to measure from the north. So because we don't know the entire span of the branches of the tree, we don't know exactly where he established his trum. So either way he wants to go, we're going to have to measure from the opposite side, the trum. Let's see in the, in the words of the Gemara now. So he becomes a Chamagam. If he wants to measure from the north side of the tree and to count from there 2,000 Amas to be able to go to his house, we tell him you can't measure just from the north. You have to measure from the span of the branches that are on the south because you didn't specify. If you want to measure from the south side, we're going to tell him, no, you didn't specify. You have to measure your Tchum from the span of the north side of the branches. So therefore, under the tree, we have to measure in both directions from both sides. And therefore, as I said, the case we're speaking about over here is 
The entire tree is within his tchum to where he's standing now. But his house that he wants to go to, that's 2,000 amas away from this tree, is not within the entire span of the branches of the tree, only half, to the stump of the tree. So therefore, he can't go from this place to his house, because we have to measure from the opposite side of the span of the branches that's out of the tchum of his house. Omar Rabbe, Rabbe says, My time at the Rav. What is the reason for Rav's opinion that he becomes stuck within his four amas and he can't go anywhere? Because when he wanted to establish his shvise in this place under the tree, he didn't specify the place. In order to establish a shvise, you have to specify exactly where it is, not under a tree that's a large area, more than four amas, and it's, it's not specified. Others say that the basis of Rab's opinion is different, or Rab's opinion that is, is different. said, my time the Rab, what's the reason for Rab? Because Rab's basis is the following rule. And this is a rule that applies in many different scenarios, as we'll see here in the Gemara. Anything that you don't have the ability to do one after the next, you cannot have it take effect simultaneously either. Before I apply it to the case that we're speaking about here, so this is brought in the Gemara of Kedushin, where a person is going to be Makadish, a mother and a daughter. So, of course, you can't be Makadish first a mother and then a daughter, because once you Makadish the mother, so then the Kedusha for the daughter won't take effect. So, what's if a person's going to want to be Makadish, the mother and the daughter together? He tells them together, you both are Makadish to me. Will I say that at least one Kedusha takes effect, either the mother or the daughter? It's not one after the other. So, the answer is no. Just like if you do one after the other, it wouldn't take effect. If you Makadish them both together, now neither Kedusha takes effect. So the application to our case over here, as Rashi explains, is if a person would want to establish four Amis for a Shvisa, and then after that, establish another four Amis for a Shvisa, it's not going to take effect. You already established for Shabbos these four Amis, so how could it now be in a different four Amis? So too, if you're going to want to establish the entire area under this tree, which has more than four Amis, that has eight Amis or 12 Amis, and you want to establish, at the same time you say that entire area is my Shvisa, it won't take effect. If it doesn't work when you do first for one four Amis and then another four Amis, it doesn't take effect if you do it as well without specifying it can't take effect on neither of the Dalar Amis that exist in that area. So, what would be the difference between these two explanations of Rav's opinion? The Omar, the difference would be in a case where the person says, I want to be kind of shvisa under this tree four out of the eight amas. So he specified four out of the eight. If the issue here was that since it's the span of the branches of this tree is larger than four amas, it has eight amas, or perhaps even more, and he didn't, the issue was that he did not specify, in this case he did. So then, um, again, sorry. I'm going to retract that. Let's read it again in the Gemara. The one that says, Even though he says, I want to have the Shvisa four out of the eight, but he still did not specify. He didn't specify which four out of the eight. So therefore, it still will not take effect. But the opinion that says that the only issue over here was that the area had eight Amas. And just like you can't establish first one set of four Amas, and then another four Amas, one after the other. So too, you can't establish the entire area of eight Amas 
at once, none of it will take effect. But over here, if he clearly says he only wants to establish his shvisa in four out of the eight, so then he's only establishing four as the shvisa. Even if he didn't specify the place, according to this opinion, that's not an issue. The issue was that he wanted to be kind of shvisa in an area of eight amas, or maybe more than eight amas. But now that he specified four out of eight, so then that's okay. So therefore, hi ka'arba amas domi. Uh, the hacha arbavas kama. Here he's clearly saying that he only wants to specify, he only wants to have a shvisa that is in four out of the eight amas. So therefore that would be okay. Now the Gemara brought up this cloud that uh, according to one uh, interpretation here, Rav's opinion is based on the cloud, kol If something can't take effect one after the other in, in, in consecutively, so that you can't take effect simultaneously either. So the Gemara now explains and or brings questions on this from various different cases. Gufe, going back to the statement itself, So Abai asked the question to Rabba about this. So let's look at the following case of Meiser. Hamar a person that gives Meisris, but what's the shear of Meisris? Usually a tenth. This person gave double, a fifth. So, the shear of Maishris, that's a maximum. More than that, it's not Maishr. So what happens? Because he gave the Maishr, the other Peiris that he left in his field are okay. They have been Maishrit. But However, the Maishris that he gave is mixed with Maishr and Tevel. Part of it is Maishr. A tenth is Maishr. But the other tenth is not going to be Maishr. That's still going to be Tevel. When he gave the Maishris, he had a mind that all the leftovers in the field should be chulin. But then this part that he gave for Maisa and he gave a fifth, that entire 20%, he didn't intend to have any leftovers, leftovers of it to be chulin for him to eat. So for the, the tenth of that, so that will be Maisa. But the other part is still Tevel. Maisa was not taken of it. So therefore the Maisa is mixed with Maisa and Tevel. That's what means it's Mekulkalim. The question now is, but am I? Why does this work? How does this mice even take effect at all? Why don't we apply the rule that we just said? Anything that does not take effect one after the other. So even if you do it simultaneously, it doesn't take effect either. So over here, in this case of Meiser, if this person would want to take a tenth from Meiser, and then he comes back and wants to take another tenth, would the second tenth take effect? No. The Torah says the sheer, the maximum shear of the Meiser is a tenth. After that, whatever Maisis you take, it's not going to take effect. So if he does it it doesn't take effect. So why if he did it and gave a fifth, did it take effect? Answers the Gemara, Shani Maiser. Maiser is different, the Isela Because in Maiser, it's possible that it should take effect halfway. Meaning, and the Gemara explains, the E Oma. If this person would say, I'm taking 20%, I'm taking a fifth of all my produce, but I'm making maestris half of all the kernels that I'm taking now. So then Kedesha, it would take effect. So therefore, as Rashi explains, what the Gemara here means to say is, when this person was marbe maestris, we interpret his intention that he did not mean to take a fifth. When he said a fifth, what he meant to say is, a fifth of the produce, half of it will be maestris. So therefore, that uh, produce, that fifth, is going to be Mekulkalan, that it's mixed with Meiser and Tevel. But the Meiser took effect because only half of the kernels became Meiser. 
That's how he interpret his intention. So he never really made Meiser more than the maximum share of a tenth. The Meiser was a tenth. It was just half of the kernels. Mara brings another case. Let's take a case of Meiser Behema. The lesser lachatzon by Meiser Behema. This this concept doesn't exist that you give a half a behema for Meiser. So we can't. We won't be able to apply this answer to this case. How does Meiser Behema generally work? You bring all the animals into a barn, and then they come out of the entrance of the barn. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then the tenth one you hit with a uh, with a strap or with a stick and uh, with a red color, red paint, and you designate it. You call it as Maisa Behema. So what happens if the Omer Rabbe said, Yotsu Shnayim Basiri? How about if two of them came out as tenth instead of one coming out of the door of, of the barn, two came out together, the Karan Asiri. So he, he called both of them that they are, uh, it's a tenth. Both of them, he called them to be the tenth for Maisa Behema. What's the halacha? Asiri So what you have over here is two animals that the Maisa Behema was chalim, both of them, but it's a suffix, which one? They came out together. So they're mixed with each other. So we have to treat them as a suffix. What's the suffix? How do we treat them as a suffix? One is Maisa Behema, but the other one we don't know. So we have to be marked it as a shlomim. Because it's a Suffolk Maisebeim, we're marked it as a Shlomim. And as Rashi explains, the different mitzvahs or halachas in the Aveda of a carbon Shlomim are going to have to be performed on both of them because we don't know which one is which. For example, Rashi here brings that there's Chazah V'Shoik, there the Tnufa that is, to lift up the Chazah and Shoik, there's the Smiche. All of these things that are done are going to have to be done on both of them, but Rashi says it's going to have to be done with a Suffolk, and therefore it's done without a Brocha, Rashi says. Okay, in the Sochem as well, you're going to have to bring the Nesachim as well with a condition. If it's a Shlomim, it needs Nesachim. If it's a Maise Behemoth, it does not need Nesachim. But the Maise takes effect as a Suffolk on both of them, and they came out together. Very interesting to point out, Rashi says that you don't make a Bracha on the Tnufe, you don't make a Bracha on the Smiche. From this Rashi you see that when the Kayan does the Avedis in the base of Mikdash, every individual Avedah of a carbon requires a separate Bracha. So Machlekes Rishenim about this, Machlekes the Rambam and the Ramban. Rashi here is following the opinion of the Ramban that every particular Aveda needs another bracha. But in this case, you can't make a bracha because it's a suffix. So now the question of the Gemara is, in this case, why wouldn't we say that what would happen if the 10th goes out and then the 11th goes out? The 10th is Maisa. The 11th is not Maisa. Bezeh achazeh, only the 10th is, not the 11th. So over here, in this case, if they both came out together and you simultaneously said that they should be mice, and nothing should take effect. It shouldn't be any suffolk at all. If it's not Bezeach Hazeh, it shouldn't take effect with Vasachas either. So the Gemara explains, no, Shani Maisebeme, the Ise Bezeach Hazeh. It's not true. By Maisebeme, there is a scenario where the 10th will be Maiser and the 11th will be Maiser as well. Bitoos, when a person mistakenly said that the 11th should be Maiser. If not, we learned in the Mishnah, Karolachia Siri person that designated, he called, he said on the ninth mistakenly that it's the tenth, that it should be Maisa. Well, uh, Siri Chi. And he also, then he referred to the tenth, which is actually the tenth, he referred to it as the ninth. And he referred to the eleventh as the tenth. In any of these cases, Shloshton, or if it happened all together this way, Shloshton Mikudoshin. They're all going to be holy. The Maisa is Chal on all of them. This is learned out from Psukim. The Gemara in Pchaitis brings Psukim that even if it's done betos, it's chal on all of them. So what do we see over here? That it could happen The tenth could be meiser, and the eleventh will also be meiser. If the tenth is the actual tenth, and then if you call the eleventh tenth, 
then the eleven will also be meisah. So it is bezeh chazeh. So therefore, if they come up with vasachas, they will both misafik. They'll both be meisah behema or shlomim, as I explained before. So therefore, this is not a question on this rule. Practically, from another case, vahari toid. Carbon the lesse betoos, this concept of toos cannot be applied there, the lesse bezeachazeh, and also it will not take effect bezeachazeh one after the other. What's, what are we referring to over here specifically regarding the carbon toid? The carbon toid requires to have 40 chalas that are brought along with it. Okay, so how about a case? We itmar, we learned, toida shenishchata al shmainim chalas. A toid was shechted, and the owner designated 80 chalas for this carbon. Chizkiyama kachu. Forty out of the eighty, the kedusha of the of those forty chalas take effect for the carbon. Rabbi Yechonin Rabbi Yechonin says, None of it takes effect. Even forty out of the eighty don't take effect either. So what's the question of the Gemara over here? If a person is makdish for this carbon, it only needs forty. That's the maximum. If a person is makdish forty chalas, and then he's makdish again another forty, will the second set of forty take effect? Of course not. It's not, it's, it's not part of the carbon at all. So if it doesn't take effect so why if he bevasachas, it's makdish 80, why would Chizki say that 40 out of the 80 took effect? If it doesn't work bezeachazeh, it shouldn't work bevasachas either. So we want to answer, so itmer Allah. So didn't we learn on this as follows? Amar Abzeide, or another girsa here is that it's Rabbi Shur ben Levi. Everybody would agree. If he clearly specified that I want 40 out of these 80 breads to be for the carbon, the kachi. So then he specified these 40, so for sure it'll take effect. If he clearly said, I don't want the 40 to take effect alone, unless all 80 take effect together, so he's being makdish all 80, he specified it in that way, everybody would agree that it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, being makdish all 80 together doesn't work either, exactly like the rule says. What's the case we're talking about over here? When the person didn't specify it to that effect, the person says, I'm being makdish out of these 80. Masavar, or he's being makdish these 80, that is. He didn't say clearly that I only want it to take effect if all 80 take effect. So then, Masavar, Lachrai is Kamachavim. Chizkiya says, you know why the 40 takes effect? Because we interpret his intention this way. We interpret that what he meant to say is, he knows he only needs 40 breads for the carbon. What he meant to say is that 40 will be for the carbon. And then he's taking the responsibility if these 40 get lost or if there's a soul that happens to these 40 and they can't be used. So then you'll have another 40 that the Kedusha should take effect. So he makes the Kedusha on a Tanai, that if these are going to be fit for use, then these should be used, these 40 should be used. And if not, then the Kedusha of the other 40 should be used. That's what he meant to say. And therefore he's bringing the 80 chalas here in a tanai. If you can't use the first set of 40, you'll use the other set of 40. So therefore, Chizkiya says, it takes effect. But Yechenin says, no, the carbon God will come a chavin. We translate his words literally, that he wants to bring a big carbon. And therefore, the whole 80 can't take effect. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work together. It doesn't work either. And therefore, it doesn't take effect. The Gemara continues now and goes back to what Rab said. So Rab said, a person that makes establishes an native to go to a tree, but he didn't establish the specific place, like it said in the Mishnah, he just said Tachtov, so then it doesn't take effect and he can't go anywhere. He lost the Shvisa where he is because he wanted to make a Shvisa somewhere else. 
There it didn't take effect either because he didn't specify. So now he has to, he can't move out of his dollar amas. We're talking about a tree that the span of the branches of the tree on both sides together, it's 12 amas. So you have four amas, middle four amas, and another four amas. So then we say that if he established his shvisa in the middle four amas, so the other, the other four amas on the sides do not overlap the four amas that are in the middle. But a tree that does not have beneath it 12 amas, let's say it has 11 amas, had a miktas beisai niker. So then the middle, the, the, the middle, the, the shvisa in the middle, the other uh, amas on the side overlap the middle one as well. So therefore, even if his shvisa is in the middle, it's definitely overlapping part, part of the other set of amas that are on the side as well. So therefore, part of the place of where he establishes shvisa is definite, is clear, is specified. And therefore, his shvisa will take effect. asked, why are we assuming this? How do you know that he means the uh, middle, the, the middle ones, and therefore we say that in a case where the ones, the, the, the amas on the side overlap the middle, so then it's good enough. Maybe his intention when he says under this tree, since he did not specify at all, maybe he meant to say that he's going to make the eight of on the one on the outer four amas of the span of the branches on the north side, or the span of the branches on the south side, which are not overlapping at all. Why are we basing this all on the middle four amas? That as long as the side amas overlap the middle one, then it's fine. Fine, they're overlap, overlapping the middle one. But maybe, since he didn't specify at all, maybe he meant to establish his shvisa on one side or the other side. So he still doesn't have a good aid over here. Therefore, the Gemara switches what was said over here. So rather, said, when you have a tree that below the tree there's eight amas, so you have two set of four amas that do not overlap each other, and he did not specify, so we don't know where his shvisa is. Is it in this four amas or on another four amas? So therefore, it won't take effect. But if it's a tree that the whole span of the branches is only seven amas, you don't know exactly where in the in these amas he's establishing his shvisa for four amas, but it's overlapping each other to some extent. One amas is overlapping each other, so part of it is known, part of it is specified. So therefore that's enough for the shvisa to take effect, even if it's not full four amas that the shvisa is known, and therefore he will be able to carry it to there, and then from there to his house. Going back to the Machloikis of Rav and Shmuel. So again, Rav's opinion was because he didn't specify, so therefore he loses where he is, he loses that Shvisa there, he can't go anywhere, he has to stay in his four Amas. Shmuel says, no, he doesn't lose where he is. He can go to the tree, he can go there, but because under the tree we don't know exactly where his Shvisa is, to be able to walk from his tree to his house will be an issue if his house is out of the 2,000 Amas from the opposite side of the span of the branches of the tree. Then there'll be an issue. But he could walk to there. So the Gemara is going to bring a Braisa now, like Shmuel, Tanya Kavasei the Shmuel, and Tanya Kavasei the Rav. And we learned like Rav. So the Gemara brings first one Braisa, Mi, Shabba Derech, a person's coming on the way, Vachashchaloi, and it's becoming dark. Vachoyamaki, Ilan, that he knows about a tree or a fence that's about 2,000 amas away. 
I want to dwell over there for Shabbos. It's worthless, like we learned in the Mishnah, he didn't specify. If he says, he specifies a place, my Shvisa should be in that specific place, and as Gemara will explain, that, that it is a place that's surrounded with a fence, or it's a specific place, like then he could go and walk until he comes to that place. He comes to that place, Mahalach as Kuloi, you can walk in that area, and then out of it as well, another 2,000 Amas. Now the Bryce explains, if that place that he designated is a specific place, Kagoin, what does it mean a specific place? It's a specific mount, it's high, and its surface is either from four Amas, to base a sayim, up to base a sayim, which is the maximum measurement of a rishus hayachid that you're allowed to carry there. So it's a specific rishus hayachid, it's tall ten fachim, it's for amis to base a sayim, so it's a specific place that he established for his shvisa, so that's okay. Or bechein bika, another place that's specific, a valley, shia yud, its depth is ten fachim, vimidal dam is what base a sayim, and it's a space of an area from four Amis to base the Saim, so it's also a specific area that he established, and therefore he can carry there. But if it's an area that it doesn't have a fence around it, or it doesn't have that height of exactly ten Tvachim, so then he only, the Mokim Mesuyim is only four Amis, not more than four Amis, not, not to, to 2,000, not, not to base the Saim, that is. It's only going to be four Amis. So this is the first part of this Braise, basically similar to what we said in the Mishnah, that when he's making the Shvisa, it has to be specified. It can't just be in that tree, in that area. It has to be specified, an area that he's uh, making the Shvisa there. How about What if there's two people that are traveling together? One person knows specifically a place where he wants to establish a Shvisa. He knows that area, and in his mind, he has in mind specifically where it is. But the other person does not know. He doesn't he? Just, he doesn't maybe has a general idea, but he doesn't know. So the one that does not have the idea of that place, he gives over his shvisa to the one that does know. And now the person that knows will say shvisasi or shvisasenu. Another gear say he's saying it for both of them. He's making a mashliach to establish the shvisa in that specific area. Sorry, in that particular place. Okay. So this will only work if in that place that you, that you are establishing your shvisa is if you establish Dal Damas over there. So it's a specific place you specified, so then it's going to take effect. You did not establish Dalad Amis. What does the Brisa say? Loi Yozuz Mimkaimai. You can't move from your place. This is exactly like Rav's opinion. When you establish a Tchom, a Shvisa that is, and you're not specifying it, you lost your Shvisa where you're now. You lose, you didn't get that Shvisa where you are there, so therefore you can't move out of your place. Exactly like Rav said. Shall we say that this Brisa refused Shmuel's opinion that says that you do not you lose the Shvisa where you are now and you can still go there? Shmuel, Shmuel answers you, no. You know what this Brisa is speaking about? From the place where you are now. And until the stump of the tree, there's Alfi, Trey Alfi, 
2,000 Amis, another four Amis. But past that, you can't walk. Okay? In other words, what the Gemara is about to say now here is, when we were talking before about this whole thing, so the case was that the place where the person is standing right now, to this tree, to the end of the span of the branches of the tree, all the entire tree is all within the 2,000 Amis and additional four Amis. You always have additional four Amis besides 2,000 Amis. So the entire tree was 2,000 Amis plus four Amis within where the person is now. In such a case, Shmuel says, you don't lose your, your, your Shvisa where you are now. You try to establish your Shvisa in that tree. We don't know exactly where in that tree your Shvisa is going to be. You're going to be able to walk to that tree, but we're always going to have to be Machmer when measuring your Shvisa in that tree. We're always going to have to measure from the, the, the branch that's extending outward in the opposite direction where you want to go, to be Machmer. But the entire tree is within the span of your Tchum, so it's not a problem. Over here in this Braise that it says that you can't walk from where you are, the reason is because only half of the tree is in your Tchum, plus four Amis. The other half of the tree is not within your Tchum. And we don't know where you established your Shvise. If you try to establish your Shvise out of the Tchum, so then it's out of the Tchum. So then you can't move from your place. Let's see it in the words of the Gemara inside. From where you are until the stump of the tree, it's 2,000 Amas plus 4 Amas. If you're going to place his Shvisa on the other side of his tree, that's outside of his Tchum. So therefore, if he specifies 4 Amas and it's inside his Tchum, so then he can go there. But otherwise he can't, because maybe when he said the tree, it goes on the place, the Shvisa is outside of his Tchum. That's the case where Shmuel will agree that he can't walk anymore. He's layazes mimkaimai. Now the Gemara brings another brayse. Tanya kavasei the Shmuel. We learned in a brayse like Shmuel. To person didn't know the halacha and he made a mistake. He made an aid of going in two opposite directions. The person thought, or says, you can make an native to go to the north, go to the south. He made two native to go to two opposite directions. And you can't do that. You establish a shvisa wherever you are, that's where your shvisa is. You can go 2,000 amas in every direction from there, but you can't establish a shvisa in two opposite directions. He told his servants to make a native for him, but he forgot to tell them exactly where. One makes it for him in the north. Another one makes it on the south. So now, Mahalach Litzafen Ke'eruvi Lidarim or Lidarim Ke'eruvi Litzafen. If these two Erevin on the two opposite directions are not all the way far out at the edge of the Tchum on both sides, they're overlapping to some extent. So then, you're only allowed to walk as much as both of these Tchumim will allow you to go between them. Okay? If he's right in the center and these two Tchumen that he sent these Avodim or that he made are all the way at the edge, 2,000 Amas this way and 2,000 Amas that way, so now there's a problem. You should not move from his place. So, should I say that this refutes Rav's opinion? What do I see over here in the first part of the Braise? In a case where they're not all the way at an extreme, he put the two eight of it on both sides, let's say only 1,000 amas this way, 1,000 amas this way. So therefore they still, he has space to walk in between them. We allow him, we give him that space to walk in between. So the Gemara's question is, why shouldn't we apply the same thing over here when a person 
establishes a shvisa under a tree. And he doesn't specify exactly where under the tree it is. Why should we say that he doesn't have any space to walk at all? Why shouldn't we apply the same rule over here? Let's be machmer, that we don't know where the tree of Shvisa is, so we're always going to have to measure L'chumre, whichever direction he wants to go, we're going to have to measure L'chumre, his Shvisa, but we should allow him at least to walk L'chumre based on that Shvisa of that entire tree. Why should we say that he can't move from his place at all? Now Rashi here asks the question that, it's not really a comparison from the case that we're speaking about over here when he made an aid of Tetzofen and Tadarim and the case in the Mishnah where the person made an aid of in one place under a tree but he never specified where it is. Over here, the person established two aid of him. He specified two aid of him, one Tetzofen, one Dadim. So now we have a problem. They can't both work. So therefore we say that that space in between where they overlap, where it's not a contradiction to each other, you could walk. But in a case where the person never specified his aid of in the first place, so we said before, it doesn't work. You never specified. Because like we had the two reasons that we said before. Either Le Messiah Masre, he didn't specify, or because Kol it can't take effect in the first place. So what's the Gemara's comparison? Now she explains in one chat that the Gemara means to ask this itself. Why wouldn't Rab say that we interpret this person's kavana this way? That just like when he made two separate Eidavin, I give him that space to walk in between based on these two Eidavin, why don't I say when he made an Eidav in that tree and he did not specify the place, two tree he didn't specify, but why don't I say that let's consider it as if he made two Eidavin in two directions, in two parts of the tree, and now based on the two parts of the tree, I give him that space to walk, based on one side of the tree, the other side of the tree, why don't I give him the same space to walk, like in this case? There's no reason why not to interpret his intention in that way and give him at least that space, l'chumre, to be able to walk. That's the Gemara's question on Rav. So this would refute Rav's opinion. So the Gemara says, you're right, Rav, Tana, Hu, Upali. This price will not fit with Rav's opinion and Rav is a Tana and therefore you must be arguing with this price. everybody.